1: i to tell a story now About a man Called Shouting John John John. A dead church they didn't believe in dancing They didn't believe in speaking in other tongues But all of a sudden They opened the doors of that old dead church John joined That old dead church Well, when John joined That old dead church he came in, hey. dancing all around the church. They tried to hold his legs, his hands were gone. When they turned the hands aloof, the feet were going. It's just the Bone. they did everything they could uh, to stop old John, uh, when they could not stop and uh, they made up in their mind, uh, we gotta go after John's house y'all, uh, but doesn't he know, uh, we don't act like that in our church, doesn't John know, we got dignified people uh, and they're in our church, uh, we're gone. Going to John's house. Well, come on down here, y'all. When they got out there, come, come, come. They found this 90 year old man. he'll
0: Good evening, good evening, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. Tonight is Thursday, July 18, 2019, and the time is 9:43 p.m. We are in the Apple Valley Studio. Tonight we're critically acclaimed Bishop, Founder, and Overseer, of Greater All Nations, Pentecost Church of Jesus Christ. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Blessings by Grace Radio. This is our weekly food for the soul. Bible study sessions with the Honorable Dr. Bishop Alfred Moore. Tonight, he will be reading a subject and a topic about principles of the cross. Wow, that's a heavy topic. Now, as we all know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins. Yes, we Ever since I was a kid, I've heard it. You've all heard it. Jesus really did, 2,000 years ago, die on the cross for someone like you and I. So we may have that amazing right to the tree of life. Now, I to talk about the principles of the cross. It's going to lay down the foundation about the cross and about the principles, and about the principalities, and the acknowledgement. Because God sent a piece of himself down here in the human form, which was his only begotten son. We know that from the reference of John 3 and 16, where it states for, for verbatim, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believeth in him, she'll have everlasting life. That's basically what John 3 and 16 says for tonight. And as we all know, God did send his only begotten son down on the earth. And when, God, when Jesus was here, he walked on this miraculous earth for 33 years. And in that time and dispensation, he was able to not only teach and preach the word of God, but he was able to show God's unmerited favor and mercy. And in the last days, he had some of the people who were at the Last Supper. Um, there were people there, Judas, Iscariot, he was one of the ones that pointed him out for the silver or gold coins. He said that was Jesus himself and that's when they learned his identity for guaranteed and they crucified him. And in his crucifixion he did walk his last time on the earth carrying his cross. Now, they condemned an innocent man. And as you know, in this dispensation, our time and our culture here, there are a lot of people who go to prison and jail, and they're wrongly convicted, and then they have to get, um, they have to get exonerated later. Well, Jesus, his exoneration of his wrongful conviction was when he went back up into his ascension into glory. He went back up to be with his father who sent him down here for this purpose. You wonder why he came down here. It was his destination. This was his place of his final destination to die for our sins. So we would have a second opportunity at a right to the tree of life. So our name could be in the land book of life. So tonight you will learn about the principles of the cross, You're going to learn key facts. So please get out a notepad. Get out some pen or some paper if you don't have a notepad. Get a marker, a crayon, a pencil, whatever you need to write with. Take down the notes. Study and learn from these lessons. You're going to be spiritually fed tonight. So I want you to call on it, and really quick before Dr. Moore comes on and talks about the principles of the cross, as I gave you just a synopsis of the final analysis on the matter he will talk about. But if you're in the L.A. area, August 4th, 2019, until August the 11th, it is our 57th National Holy Convocation. I broke it down last night. It is... Closing out August fourth, we close up the 2018-2019 year in our church, which is where we are held accountable for all of our blessings and all of our duties that we have given up to God's storehouse in the 18-19 year. It's kind of like when June hits and summer vacation starts; that means you finished out that school year. where We're finishing out the year of the church, and then August 11th at 3:30, official day when our national prelate the Honorable Dr. Bishop Offermore. He will pray for all souls that walk into that building for soul salvation and keep them covered through the whole 2019, 2020 year. In this convocation, we are predicting for soul salvation. We want people to come back into Christ like never before. We want people to walk into our church and be saved, sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost like you've never seen before. And it always happens in the convocation that we're able to preach, teach, and preach the unadulterated gospel, the, the ministers in our church do that, as well as we do have some that dedicate their life back to Christ. We have some that are new babes who get baptized, and we have some that do not know Christ to walk into the storehouse and they give their lives to Christ. This is what we are hoping, this is what we want, and this is what we are predicting in this convocation, our 57th year of convocation. Also, we are steadily fasting. We have our Greater All Nations prayer band and our national bishop and the members of Greater All Nations, they are fasting and praying every Tuesday for the next three Tuesdays until we have our convocation. They're praying and they're fasting and they're sacrificing so God can make our church great again. As my grandfather said the other night, we were at a visiting church and he said, I'm going to steal these words from Trump. I want to make the church great again. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. The Honorable Dr. Bishop Offelmore. God bless everybody.
1: Thank you tonight. Amen. Uh, <laughs> thank you tonight. That message. Bring us on once again. Praise the Lord. It's Thursday night
2: tonight. Again, amen. We hope you govern yourself more than anyway. me. And then expect us to those That fellowship with us. And the doors are open to anyone that desire to fellowship with us. Amen. In the spirit of Jesus Christ. We're going right into the word of God tonight, Amen. Uh, This is food for a thought tonight. Food for a thought. Food for your soul tonight. And I want to say, Amen, as I start off on this, there is nothing is more important than your soul. Your soul is the highest priority that you can meet. And as we live in this world and life is constantly passing us by, let us think about our soul. In the book of First Corinthians tonight, we are going to read the scripture from First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18 through 31. Apostle Paul says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish is foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise And will bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribes? Where is the dispute of this world? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world. By wisdom you not God It pleased God By the foolishness Of the preaching To save them that believe For the Jews they required a sign And the Greeks they seek after wisdom But we preach Christ We preach Christ Crucified Unto the Jew it's a stumbling block, and unto the Greek is foolishness. But unto them which are called, both Jew and Greek, the Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than man, and the weakness of God is stronger than man. For ye see your are calling brethren how that not many wise men after the flesh, not many not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish thing of the world to. Confound the wise And God has chosen The weak things Of the world To confound the things Which are mighty And base these Of the world And the things which are despised, God has chosen Yea and things Which are not To bring to naught Things that are that no flesh should glory in his presence. But of him are in Christ Jesus, who is, who is God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glories let him glory in the Lord, beloved. tonight we are going to try and give you food for a thought tonight, and as my now science says, we're talking about the principles of the cross the cross that is a a mighty deep subject tonight when we want to talk about the cross. Because when we talk about the cross, we're talking about Jesus Christ, the suffering Messiah, who offered up his life for you and I. Salvation comes through the cross. And there is no other way that salvation could have came but through the cross. And the cross is a suffering way. The cross is not a pleasant way. And Jesus let us know this from the very beginning. He says in Matthew 16 and 24, Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Self-denial is a hard thing. In any generation that we live in, we don't want to deny self. But the scripture is letting us know that if we're going to follow Jesus, we must deny ourselves. Ourself. We must put self under subjection. We can't allow self to do what it would desire to do if we are going to follow Jesus. And he plainly said, hey, hey, pick up your cross, pick up your cross. Every one of us got a cross. And we must bear our own burdens. And through bearing these burdens it is suffering. In our modern culture today, they know very little about the significance of the cross. Our younger generation that we have today, they don't know the full essence of what the cross really means. And when you don't know what the full essence of what the cross really means, salvation don't mean that much to you. Too many people, it is just an embryo. A piece of religious jewelry. That's what salvation means, the cross means to so many today in our modern generation. Put a piece of jewelry around your neck and they want to believe that that is protecting them. Or a chain to be worn around their neck. That is a symbol of their salvation. Or possibly some kind of ember on a bumper sticker or a Bible covering. That's what salvation means to this younger generation. How many people know the significance of the real symbol of the cross? Long before it occurred to anyone to use a cross as an ember a piece of jewelry It represented the ideal Of suffering And sacrifice The cross means That we have to suffer And many of us Amen certainly don't want to Believe labeled under that name Amen that we have to suffer But the word of God tells us Amen if we And when I say we I'm talking about The believers if we Supper with him We shall also raise with him In other words There is the price That we must pay And I know Amen I don't like to suffer But Jesus says Amen in this word Father it's not my will But let Thy will be done In his life And that's the same thing That I'm saying It's not my will But Lord let your will Be done within my life Today, to believers today, a piece of polished brass, or silver gold could never contain the true significance of the cross. You see people today, amen, wearing these emeralds and symbol, amen, on their body. But that does not give them any right to have salvation. Salvation is not in any symbol that we can wear on our body. Whether it's a cross, amen, or whether some kind of else thing that is pertaining to religious objects, amen. Salvation is only in Jesus Christ. It was Jesus Christ that died in our place when we should have. Died, amen It was Jesus that died in our place It should have been us But he chose to die That we might live Is that a flashback tonight, amen In our modern age and time, amen Jesus died, who is Jesus? You know, Jesus does not mean too much to a lot of people Especially in our day and time, 2020. They take Jesus so lightly. But Paul will let us know, amen, tonight. When we consider Christ gave his all, how can we even think of giving less? Jesus gave all that he had, that you and I might be saved. Now, how can we think of giving less? We live in a time now, we don't want to give too much to Jesus at all. I'm not talking about, amen, putting on programs, amen, and and gathering together for fellowship, amen. But I'm really talking about, we don't want to really give our heart and our soul to him. We don't want to believe it. We got a form of godliness, but we're denying the power thereof. He denied that we might live. The cross calls true believers to a lifestyle of sacrifice. True believer, the cross calls you, amen, to a lifestyle of sacrifice. When you have been born with a price and you belong to Jesus, you don't do everything that you see worthy people do. That's why they didn't quite understand Jesus when he came into the world. It is necessary to fulfill his purpose on earth. Amen. God's will is going to be done, but it's going to be done, amen, with his people right on earth. He said, Thou kingdom come, Thou will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Don't give me a piece of jewelry. Give me life, a sacrifice to live. to live, perform the mission of Jesus Christ. It is the least that I can do for my Savior. I don't want a piece of jewelry, amen. I want the words and the wisdom and the knowledge of Jesus Christ to know who he is. Paul went on to let us know that what does the cross of Jesus mean to us? And I'm asking that question today to you, amen. What does the cross of Jesus Christ mean to you? On the day Jesus suffered and died on God got them. the cross remained a great deal to some, but very little to others. On that very uh, early day when our Lord went to the cross, it meant a great deal to some and then to others that was around it didn't mean that much to them. Somebody just had been crucified. But I want to say, man, it was not just somebody crucified our Savior, our Lord, our hope was crucified. For the jittering multitude stirred to further in by their religious leader, it was a summer of sedition victory. When they saw that Jesus Died on, on Calvary? or oh, to some religious leader. Some that thought they were wise. They were wise in their own sight, but they were foolish in the eyesight of God. They thought that they were wise. They thought they had gotten rid of this imposter that had come to the world saying that he was a savior of the world. They was happy when they crucified him. And to the soldiers there of Rome, the government, it was just another execution. They had executed many people. But nobody had died like Jesus died. But to them, they were just done another day's work when they were crucified, our Lord and our Savior. To the 11 disciples, because Judah had already betrayed him, Judah had already denied him. For what? For the material things of this world. Many of you today are going to lose your life, amen, for the material things of this world. But Jesus said, if you lose your life for my name's sake, you shall find it again is suffering on this way as a Christian. I won't tell nobody that it is easy because flesh don't want to die. Flesh want to live on the throne of God and rise head back, amen, and act like there is no sin in it. Flush want to, amen, stand up and be equal with God, but you can't do it. To the 11 apostles, disciples who remained after the death of Judah, the cross is spelled the collapsing of all their hopes and dreams. The 11 disciples thought it was all over with. We thought that the Messiah had came. We thought a deliverer the come from Israel to save us, but it seemed like it was all over with now. When you read St. Luke 2 and 35, St. Luke 2 and 35, I'll let you know, amen, that they thought it was all over What does the cross of the Lord mean to us today? What do the cross mean to you and to I today? In this modern age that we're living in, when you can see Christianity is going some every kind of way, what does the cross of Jesus mean to you? Luke two and thirty five. My announcer is going to read that.
0: Yea, a sword shall pierce.
2: Yea, a sword shall pierce
0: through thy own soul also.
2: Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy
0: own soul also. Own soul
2: therefore,
0: that the thoughts of many.
2: That the thoughts of many
0: hearts may be revealed.
2: That the thoughts of many hearts may re- be revealed. God gonna take a sword, hallelujah, and pierce. That the thoughts of many may be revealed. What does the cross mean to us? There are probably as many opinion today about the cross. And there has ever been, perhaps more. Some deny the crucifixion even took place. In our modern age that we're living in now, out of all the knowledge that we have accumulated, we got people today is denying that the crucifixion of Jesus had ever took place. Scientists trying to prove it, hard. That all this was a hope. Calling out young people, amen, to create more doubt in their mind when you have professional people that is writing books and saying that this never happened. But the Bible said, let every man be a lie, but let God be the truth. While others believe it was told Unnecessary There are a group of people Just believe that it was told Unnecessary for this to take place The crucifixion But let me tell you As Paul began to tell us It wasn't Unnecessary at all It was not Unnecessary for all for Jesus to come and shed his blood for you and I. If he had not, then everything we would be done would be in vain. Thank God tonight, he has opened up our eyes, and I'm saying, I'm talking about the believer's eyes to let us know, amen, that our work and our labor is not in vain. It may not be proper to some part of humanity, but we know that our label is not in vain. Certainly, what did the death of the Son of God signify to the Father? Certainly, the blood of Jesus Christ spake. Better thing than that of age. Hebrews chapter twelve and twenty four. Let us know, Amen. What did the the death of the Son of God signify to the Father? Certainly, the blood of Jesus spoke. The blood of Jesus spoke for itself. He said, "Better thing." And that of age For it expressed The unmanent will of God The blood of Jesus Expressed the unmanent will of God Hebrews 12 and 24 Says
0: And to so Jesus the mediator
2: And Jesus the mediator
0: Of the new covenant
2: He is a mediator of a new agreement Of the new covenant
0: And to the blood of sprinkling.
2: And to the blood that they used to sprinkle.
0: That speaketh better things. It speaketh
2: better things.
0: Than that of Abel. Oh,
2: than that of Abel. Amen. We don't sprinkle anymore, but we are covered and we are buried under the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah to his name. For it expresses the the will of God. Jesus Christ died to prevail redemption for all mankind. Yet mankind don't believe in the salvation of Jesus Christ. Let us look again at what took place on Gagatham. Let us look past what men with evil hearts were done. Past the betraying of Judah, the unjust trial of Christ, how terrible, scorned by the Romans, even the actual nailing of Jesus to the cross. Let us try to see what God saw when his only begotten son that knew no sin, nor God was found in his mouth. Let me say, man, first of all, he was beaten beyond human recognition. Then they put the cross upon his shoulder and he had to Go up a hill. Gargatha was up a hill. He had to struggle in life. That's why you and I, amen, everything is not easy, amen. A real Christian is going to struggle in life. He struggled. And the cross got so heavy until he was so weak in his physical body that he fell and Somebody had to help him carry the cross. Many times in your life, if you're really living for Jesus, even in this 20th century, the cross get heavy. The cross get heavy. That's why every Wednesday night, amen, we are on. asking, amen. Let us pray one for another. Amen. I need you to pray for Dr. Mo because the cross get heavy. And my flesh get weak. And I need the saints of God Is it pray for me. That God give us strength. That goes out to every minister, every missionary, every child of God. What did Christ, what did the Lord God see? When he seen the terrible gone of the Romans, let us try to see what God saw. Surely what he saw Was a lamb That was slaved from the Foundation of the world He saw a lamb going Up to God, got the hill That's what God saw A lamb going up there By the hands Of wicked men Had already stood before Paul said, "I can't find no fault in this man, but they say crucified. But it was his destiny. It was his destiny to die,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and because he didn't come like some people thought that he was coming, or like his own people, the Jews thought that he was coming." Rampaging and knocking everything down. They say, this can't be the Messiah. But let us hear our Lord denying Christ. When he was hanging on the cross from the seventh to the ninth hour, I believe he says, amen, it is finished. It's finished I done brought salvation To the world It is finished My brothers and my sisters As you are struggling Don't look back into the world Don't look back on where you came from Continue to look forward Continue to reach for that pride Of a higher calling Which is in Christ Jesus And realize with the Almighty what an awesome price was paid for our atonement. Oh, it was an awful price. Young people, if you listen tonight, Jesus Christ died for you. He was not only the Son of God, but he was God manifesting in the flesh, justified in the Spirit. Scene of angels, preaching to the Gentiles, and return into glory. Jesus love you tonight. What a great price has to be paid. We want to get away with everything. We just want to go get into heaven. You can't get into heaven in your sin you got to get clean by the Spirit of the Lord. That's why Jesus told Nicodemus, the rule of the Jew, the man must be born again. you got to be changed. It's foolishness to them who perish. This gospel that we are preaching and standing up for and being persecuted And some is being killed And according to the word of God Before the end of time Many of us are going to be killed And betrayed for the word of God But this gospel that we're standing up for mm-hmm. Paul says to the Corinthians First mm-hmm. Corinthians 1 and 18 Paul revealed the preaching of the gospel Is foolish to an individual who continues to reject the message of Calvary. This gospel is foolish to a person that continuously rejects the message. Not that they don't hear the message, but they it's not for them, they say. They reject it because they don't want to deny themselves. And I find out that people that reject the message of Jesus Christ and it's not enough for them to reject it, but if you are around them, they'll try to get you, amen, is to believe that same old lie that they don't believe in. It ain't for you. But that's a lie. The gospel is for you. Preaching on the cross is foolish until an individual who continues to reject the message of cavern. And without it, he will perish. And without the gospel, if you don't believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, I don't care how rich you are, and I don't care how meeting you are, and I don't care how poor you are. I don't care whether you're white, black, red, or yellow, If you don't believe this gospel in hell, you're going to lift up your eyes. I'm talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ. He died on Calvary for you. The word uh, Paul says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid unto them that are lost. Second Corinthians 4 and 13. It's here to them that don't want the gospel. If it is heaven, to- it's here to them that is walking Contrary to the word of God The word foolish In First Corinthians 1 And 18 suggests that people Who reject the cross Are actually scorned Scorned in the plan of God We got amen people that in rejecting the cross, they are actually scorned and making fun of the Word of God. Just as it was when Jesus came down here and said that he was the Messiah, he was the Savior of the world, they scorned and they made fun of him, and they still scorned and making fun of him. But that don't change the Word of God. What if some don't believe? It ain't going to take no effect on the word of God. God's word is going to be the word of God. Heaven and earth will pass away, but his word is going to stay. It's foolishness. So just that people uh, who reject the cross are actually scarring to the plan of God. And I know you know many today, amen, is it, 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 it rejecting the plan of salvation. And the young people have it, amen, a lot of them. Now, that's for you old people. No, no, no. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, old, middle-aged young, whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's for you too. It's for you too. Young people, young people, middle-aged people, you're going to die. It is appointed unto man to die, and after death comes judgment. You're going to die. You don't have this gospel in you, you're going to hell. Who rejected the cross? They despise that which seemed impossible to the natural mind. They reason how could anyone claim? what Christ's playing when Jesus couldn't even save himself. There were two male factors, amen, hanging with Jesus. And they said, if you be the Son of God, not they, one of them, if you be the Son of God, Catch yourself down, and then we we'll believe in you. But the other one was so humble with humility in his heart. He said, Lord, this day when thou get in the paradise, will you remember me? The devil always trying to get a Christian to prove himself whether he or she believe in the Lord or not. You don't have to prove yourself to the devil. To your friends that think they're somebody, amen. You don't have to prove yourself to them. If you know that you're living for Jesus, just live. The rulers and the soldiers, they hurled. This accusation at the Lord during his crucifixion. Even one of the male factors which was hanging Mm -hmm. Rail on him saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. Now he was not in a, in a predicament to make no bargain with nobody. He was fit to die for what he had done. But salvation was right there. If he had been like the other one, saying, Lord, Recognized that he was the Lord. See, other other, other things, amen, recognized that he was the Lord. He was the Messiah. And he said, when you get in paradise, remember me. And Jesus said, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. The power of God to the redemption. The instruction of death becomes the source of life. For the believer The instruction of death Becomes the source of life For the believer The wooden cross By itself Could not save us And I'm saying this to Amen a lot of young folks today That wooden cross can't save you You can wear it And it can be a symbol Amen of your faith But that wooden cross can't save you but the one on that wooden cross can save you. Nor can we find redemption by a veterinary crucifixion. However, it was the sinless lamb of God death on the cross just purchased our salvation. It was Jesus, only Jesus, only Jesus. Now, amen. We know, amen, that there is a man. The folks don't believe in Jesus, but amen, salvation is in Jesus. There is no none other name, amen, given among heaven where a man must be saved except the name of Jesus. If you find salvation in any other name, it ain't the name of Jesus. It's not the real salvation. Jesus says, Go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Baptize them, I and not OF, but I in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sin. It's got to be done in the name. It was his innocent blood that made the atonement for sinners possible, it was the pure blood of Jesus. The innocent blood of Jesus Christ made it possible for you and I for our sin. When Paul met by the cross while the preaching of the gospel in 1 Corinthians one eighteen, he recognized the cross as the most powerful method of all. There is no method can get any greater. Than the method of the cross The method of the cross Is the most truthful That will transform the life Of all who will Who are willing to humble their heart Before God Oh the method of the cross Will change your mind How can I say that Because I once was a sinner I once was against the cross, but the Word of God convicted my soul and calls me today is the priest Jesus Christ, and him crucified. He humbled me. The Corinthians, they had pride themselves in their philosophy and in their knowledge. They had pride themselves. We know the Word. We are philosophers. We have knowledge of the Word, but they didn't have knowledge of who the Messiah was. The Lord said, I will reveal myself unto whom I will. And there's a lot of people today that Jesus have not revealed himself to yet. But I want to say tonight, amen, the principles on the cross. Dr. Moore, amen, Sharon. This gospel with you on next week, amen. I will be back, amen, to fully dive into this tonight, amen. Jesus is the only way that you can have life and have it more abundantly. God bless you.
0: That was great coming from Dr. Moore tonight. Yes, basically talking about the principles of the cross. I told y'all y'all was going to be deep. I wasn't joking. That was Extremely deep, but guess what? It gets deeper next week and the week after, because these are now the final analysis on the matter. Jesus did down there cross for you and me. That way, we do have that extreme right to the tree of life. And so, next week, God bless you. We love you tonight, everybody. You know it's going to be a good day when your biggest concern in the morning is collecting the crumbs falling from the McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit. Your only concern should be. Has your day picked to early? Enjoy every last crumb of the new McDonald's crispy chicken biscuit for only $3. Add Eddie's Size Soft Drink for just a dollar, and you get your day started on a high note. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Join Planet Fitness now through March 16th and get the PF Black Card for zero enrollment and $22.99 a month you'll enjoy an upgraded experience with tons of perks like access to more than 2000 locations worldwide. Yep. Super soothing hydro massage chairs. Yes. Can I bring a friend every time? Sure. Can my friend be a horse? Mm, nay. Uh, sorry. Get the PF black card and feel fittacular. Zero enrollment, $22.99 a month. Deal ends March 16th. C club for details.